episode four of The Backup Plan. I'm so glad you're here again. You're here. I'm here. We're going. It's episode four. That's my lucky number. And I've got my lucky guy on this week's podcast. The one, the only, gay best friend, Michael. He's here. About time you guys meet him. Michael and I met in college uh, in northern Florida, a little coastal college town, and we were pretty much drawn to each other immediately. It was the start of something beautiful. And after graduation, we both moved to Orlando about the same time. We lived together for a glorious like six months. And uh, a little bit later, I ended up going to Los Angeles. He stayed in Orlando a little bit longer before moving to Alaska, which is where he's been the past couple of years. And now he's moving down to the great state of Washington. He's joining the lower 48 again. So I was really excited to talk to him about this on the podcast. And I think being in this setting allowed us to have kind of more of a serious conversation about it than we would in person uh i think in person it would just devolve into like poop jokes and talking about you know the latest episode of whatever but being in this very formal podcast setting we're both tied to microphones we got we got really honest with each other which i think is beautiful i think it's worth sharing at this point kind of where the timeline is so a year ago i decided this is something i wanted to do sat on it for a little bit and started really making plans in March. I kind of had a social crisis at that point where my friend was going through a very public breakup and I was doing a lot to support her and support our friends through that. And I'd already decided I wanted to do this, but I think the social crisis kind of fast forwarded what was important to me and where I wanted to move forward in my life. So that was March. And as you guys heard, I went to the OBGYN, I did some acupuncture. And around that time, I bought a flight to go to Alaska to do what I'd call a DIY ICI. Uh, I bought some syringes, I brought with me a sterile cup. And some kind of gel that assists in the conception process. I can't remember what it's called now, but I can have a link to it later in the show notes. And flew up to Alaska, tested my ovulation, said, Michael, let's do this. We signed some papers with a friend of his who does family law to kind of settle everything between the two of us. And it didn't work. Obviously, I was hoping it would work, but I wasn't in a good frame of mind at the time, and I think ultimately it's better timing that it didn't happen right then and there, but it is worth mentioning that that happened because Mike and I talk a little bit about it, about my going up there. So since that trip, I took a little bit of time for myself to get my head straight and to get some other affairs in order, and I went through with kind of more formal preparation for starting this podcast. And in doing the podcast, it's really sped up my timeline, too, because I was going to wait until after Christmas to try again. But we're hoping to do it in the next two months, I'd say, uh, barring any kind of major disaster or uh, unobtainable doctor's appointments for said procedures. But that's the timeline now. The other thing that we're doing kind of in the meantime is I'm testing my ovulation pretty regularly with a device that I'm excited to talk to you guys about in a future episode. Michael got a semen analysis. We're going to be talking about that in a future episode as well. 
it's something that I lovingly have referred to as a swimming test. And so those are the steps that we're taking now. I'm trying to eat healthier. I'm trying to move a little bit more when it's not 100 degrees outside. It's it's really killing me, guys. It's so hot here right now in Southern California. And I think that about covers it. The only other thing I want to mention here is that Michael uses the term Dillery when talking about my family. So my brother and his wife are Dylan and Hillary, and we coined the term Dillery when referring to the both of them. So just know that that's coming up. I want to thank everybody for their continued support. Uh, please go ahead and listen to the previous episodes if you haven't. Last week was my mom, because she's going to be part of the whole co-parenting thing. So it was great to have her on. I talk again about like doctor's appointments that I've had set up in the past. And thank you to everybody for reaching out. I actually had my first meetup with the listeners. That was exciting. Shout out to Shana. And, you know, your reviews, your ratings, following along on social media, it all really helps. And I can't thank you guys enough for that. In fact, I'd like to read just a couple of reviews, um, pat myself on the back here, I guess. <laughs> I want to thank Raleigh. I want to thank Erica for leaving a review. Megan, thank you so much. Britney Spears, guys, Britney Spears left me a review. I definitely think it's actually her. And she said that this is such a fascinating listen. I've wondered if people can really do this. Um, maybe Britney's looking to do it on her own. But that's definitely her. She gave it five stars. Swamped with photos said, so exciting to hear this, how the story turns out. We got another one from WNW12 that said, Meredith is candid, witty, and inspiring. Oh, thank you. Um, there's not enough representation for alternative paths to parenthood. So I'm just, you know, glad to share what I'm doing. And you'll hear in this episode too, like Mike has had some friends reach out to him and be like, why is this girl doing this? Like I said, I'm just trying to find the thing that I was looking for. So thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to support. And please enjoy my conversation with Michael. All right, Mikey, how did we meet? Do you remember? I vaguely remember that we met. Uh, it was it was in the girls dorm on I the second or third floor. Uh, in the common area, the only area that the boys that the boys were allowed, and I know this sounds like we went to college back in the sixties, but, but we kind we, of did, <laughs> <laughs> sort of. But yeah, but I promise this was the this was uh, the in the twenty first century. Uh, I was there tutoring my friend Stephanie, our friend Stephanie, in math, and um, and. I believe I had met you briefly through some other friends because I was friends with some theater folks and you were a, a theater major and you were there with your mom and your brother. I forget what you guys were doing. I think you're, you guys were just watching TV or something. I and, mean, there was uh, a very cool big screen TV, like one of those big box <laughs> projector ones. And like, we are not that old, but right. our school was like kind of archaic mm -hmm. and Boys couldn't go in the girls' dorms, and girls couldn't go in the boys' dorms. So they were little common areas you could be in. Yes. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I and I think and I think we just we just collided. I like me and Stephanie started talking about something, and then I think maybe your mom chimed in, and then you chimed in, and then we just all started talking, and we were kind of friends from there. Um, we hung out with 
others for a while. And, but then I don't think it was until the end of that semester or the beginning of the, of the, of the second semester in college that you and I started hanging out on our own. Yeah. And then it was just magic. Well, because we got frustrated with the people that we were spending time around and it just yes. made sense <laughs> for you and yes. I. And Stephanie would join. Um, yes. A wonderful human being with a perfectly symmetrical face. Mm-hmm. Um, and great comedic timing. Incredible comedic timing. But it just made sense. And then our moms both got breast cancer at the same time. And so yes. I don't I don't think you and I ever like sat around and talked about, oh, my gosh, how about having a mom with breast cancer? Am I right? <laughs> right. But I think that, you know, I think misery loves company. And I think there was just sort of an innate like knowing that we just kind of pulled together at that time does that make sense yeah for sure yeah yeah. we knew exactly what each other was going through um and in fact uh, because your mom got breast cancer so shortly before my mom got it she actually counseled my mom yeah on it a bit was like here's here's what you're going to be going through here's what you're going to be feeling and i remember uh i remember my mom saying oh my gosh like this woman is so negative she just keeps telling me all these negative things that i'm going to be tired and that i'm and that i'm going <laughs> to i didn't know this and, and yeah and 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 that and that i'm and that i'm going to be sick to my stomach and blah 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 she's like she's like i'm i'm just sick of hearing all these negative things and then in hindsight she was like oh my gosh everything meredith's mom told me is exactly what i went through well my like, mom like there was nothing positive to say about no having I, breast cancer there's nothing positive to say <laughs> yeah <laughs> what did she want my mom to say <laughs> i yeah i just i just think at the time she didn't yeah. she didn't take it seriously just how sick she would get yeah and yeah. so and so when your mom was like no 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 this is this is what's going to happen yeah. you know there's there's always that sense of well maybe for you yeah yeah <laughs> not me yeah. you know <laughs> But so. it was, yeah, it was good. And it's funny because I look back at that time and it was, I was going through such a selfish time in my life because, you know, you're 18 and you're out on your own for the first time and you're just trying to figure out who you are apart from family, which you had already had because you did study abroad mm-hmm. for how long? Two and a half years? Yeah, about two years. You wild, wild thing out in the <laughs> wilds of Iceland. Um. But I hadn't, and I was homeschooled too. So it was like the first time I'd been out and about in the wild. And uh, I just, I I put so much out of that, like breast cancer time of my life. I just put that out of my mind. So, Mm -hmm. but uh, enough about breast cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it that you think we get along as well as we do? I don't exactly know how to answer that other than um, to say that uh, you and I both have serious Capricorn energy. <laughs> um, so in, in even if even if you don't believe in Zodiac, which I mean, at, at the end of the day, in the back of my mind, I probably don't. But I will say this, like your personality type is almost everything they write about Capricorn. <laughs> and so is and so is mine. And then I also think that we, that we complement each other because I think, um, some things you're really laid back about and, and I would get uptight about and some things you would get uptight about and I'm really laid back about. So I think we kind of like, um, complement each other in that. But for the most part, like 
Um, we both enjoy what we enjoy together. And every now and then you and I both sort of hate the same things at the same time. Which is trouble for whoever. Yeah, which is which is trouble. (laughs) But like when I try to explain my friendship with you, it's you and I have so much fun in the line at Target (laughs) buying something. Like we will literally just ask the cashier all about their whole entire life. Mm -hmm. And you know, which, which a lot of times they're very freely giving of their, (laughs) of their information because no one's ever asked them, you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. And like, and like, we just, we have a way of just like walking into like a store and then like making the people that work there just laugh so hard. Or attending a wedding together and <laughs> yes. being photographed more than the bride and the groom. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> that was one, that set of photographs from Whitney's wedding where we were in all of them, every single one. <laughs> Probably. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I It's one of those friendships, too, where, like, you know, we've gone through bouts where we don't talk to each other for a little bit, mm-hmm. but then it just comes back together and it's like nothing happened. Yeah, we nothing. can we can not talk for a while and then just pick right up where we left off. Yeah. You know what is one of my favorite things about you, too? And I don't know if I've told you this, but I love that when you come to visit here, I can take you to whatever environment. And if I have to go and network or meet somebody or talk to somebody, because in LA, like every social event Mm -hmm. is also a networking event. It's always, yeah. yeah, Who can you meet? Who can you talk to? And that sounds grimy, but it's not, it's not in the right Way. Yeah, it's it's very it's it's just it's just the LA culture. Like 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 if like if you live there, yeah, the the, the lines between your social life and your and your work life and your opportunities are are very blurred. Yeah, but you got but it works and 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 you guys love it. And I but I can take you to any event, and if I have to zip over and talk to so and so about whatever, mm-hmm. you were going to find somebody to talk to. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. and Usually. I know. That you're not, I don't want to say that you're not going to embarrass me because (laughs) you do. Yes, that will happen sometimes. (laughs) But I also, it's difficult to embarrass me. Like I can be embarrassed in the moment and then the next second, it's a funny story. And I'm like, remember that time Hmm. Michael said that thing at that place and he shouldn't have, but it all worked out because then it led me to meet this person or, or <laughs> yes. we, had, we had a good chortle about it later. There's never, a good <laughs> yes. it's never a problem. And I like, I never feel like I have to entertain you or I have to watch out or, or make sure that you're taken care of. It's like, no, mm-hmm. he is a self-contained unit. Who's gonna do his thing. And I'm mm-hmm. going to do my thing. And at the end of the night, we're going to come together and we're going to have some wild story. Yes. Even if it's just standing in line at Target. Yeah. And and I'm just I'm just always so excited to like go somewhere I've never been before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so if you're like I, I you <laughs> took me when I was on like a layover, less than a one day layover in L.A. <laughs> in L.A. one time. And you took me to like an Irish film festival. I remember. And I was just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's go. I don't know anything about independent Irish short films, but 
darn it, I'll learn and I'm excited to be there. And then, know? but, <laughs> and then there was the one time I took you to a, a concert for a solo act from Celtic Woman, my friend Chloe Jeez. Agnew. Yes. I took you to Chloe Agnew's concert. At Christmas time, Christmas concert. It was yes. a, a Chloe Agnew Christmas concert in Pasadena at a church. At a church, <laughs> and then from there, I took you to a bar that was owned by Darren Chris. <laughs> yes, that was not open. So I remember. It was a, yep, a, a private Event. bar situation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, in which you argued with Darren Chris about the lyrics to the little mermaid <laughs> yeah like like i was in the corner with ariana laughing about something and then i turn around and you're like no 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 right yeah yeah <laughs> and you're like arguing with an emmy winner so yeah luckily okay so luckily for me at the time i didn't um I don't want to say I didn't know who Darren Chris was because I had seen Glee, but I I didn't put the two and two together that that's that that's who this guy was. So, but 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 I knew that he was probably someone important and that he owned the bar. So I you know so I was so <laughs> but I was that doesn't stop you because you're uptight about lyrics and somebody's got to get them right. Right, but all, yeah, and then and then also he was like he was like give me a song let me let me play something and I was like do you know this like random Spanish um uh this this random uh. <laughs> Spanish Christmas Carol and he's like no and I was like okay here's the beat and he just started playing it on his uh oh, really on on his piano and it was yeah it was really it was really cool like yeah we 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 got along we like kind of bonded over music for sure that's a that's beautiful and then you never mm -hmm. saw him again and then, yeah I guess I yeah I never saw him again after that oh and then, we gotta find him or I was gonna say and then he won like the very next year he won the Emmy for the uh the uh Johnny Versace story yeah, um, he was so good in that. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, we have so much fun everywhere we go. Where is your favorite travel destination that we've been to together, and why is it the World of Coke in <laughs> Atlanta? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh gosh, we just love and 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 that's the thing is like you and I the the, the bigger and more grandeur that a place has probably the least fun you and I have had. And that's, and that's not saying we didn't have any fun, but I'm just saying in comparison, probably the least fun. When I think about something like the world of Coke and how you and I just <laughs> the like. The old world of Coke. The, oh, is there, wait, is there a new one in Atlanta? Yeah. You were all excited that they had oh. opened a new one and you were like, Meredith, we got to go. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. Um, yeah. <laughs> the world of Coke or South of the border in, in oh South Carolina. <laughs> I was literally just talking about South of the Border this afternoon at lunch. Yes. I asked my coworkers, I was like, okay, who here has been to South of the Border? And they were like, what is it? And I was like, no, okay, West Coast I don't know. people don't know. They don't know. Yeah. About it. Well, these are Midwesterners. Oh, okay. These, yeah, Midwesterners that I was with. And yeah. they thought they knew, but they did not know. Yeah. It, it sounds like a Mexican restaurant, but it's not. It is. It is an experience. I mean, there yeah. probably is a Mexican restaurant in South of the Border, but it's it's an experience. And you and I just had so much fun there. And and it's funny when you asked me that question, immediately what came to mind was World of Coke and South of the Border. <laughs> you know, um, we've talked about how we met. We've talked about the trips that we've taken. 
how close would you say that you feel to my family? Um, gosh, I have varying degrees of closeness, though. Like, I'm super duper duper close to you. I am only very slightly less close to your mom. <laughs> um, and then I don't. Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel like there I feel like there was a time that I was probably closer to 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 Dillery, but I I know that they are down for me to stop by and hang out anytime. You know, oh, it's God, yeah. it, it's just logistics that it, it, that's the only reason why um, I'm not closer to them. How close would you say that you are to my nephew? <laughs> I, I, I feel the closeness to him that I feel with my own nieces and nephews. They he's perfect. Yeah. I just love him. And, and also they, they, I, I am just, I am this elusive uncle that lives far away. Um, that, you know, whenever I'm around, they're super excited to see. And, uh, yeah. And then, and then I go away for a while and they forget about me. And then I come back and they're like, oh yeah, that's uncle Mikey. We like him. (laughs) (laughs) I, on last week's podcast with my mom, I talked about how sweet I found it that I wasn't, I wasn't in Florida for Christmas, but you were, Mm -hmm. and you went and visited Mars with your own niece. And so you had a whole like Christmas night and like gift exchange with them. And I wasn't even there. And I just thought that was the sweetest thing. It was very endearing. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we, we loved it. Um, I wish that, uh, you know, I, I, I wish that my sister and your brother weren't on like complete opposite ends of the city from each other. And like, I know, like, like when I say that, I mean, it, it is, it is about an hour over an hour with traffic. And we're not even talking about LA here. We're just talking about Orlando, but it's, <laughs> but, but literally like it, the, 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 the sheer distance between, between the two of them um, is a lot for families that, that have things going on. Yeah. 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 So, but I wish they could see each other more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So babies, Mm -hmm. when I started telling you that I wanted to do this, I don't, I don't know if I've told you this, that like at that dinner where we were eating pizza, I was gonna ask you if you wanted to participate in this, but you- Okay. Wait, you said at that dinner where we were eating pizza, which one- refresh my memory (laughs) the one where you offered me your sperm okay at downtown disney downtown disney yes it it was just me and you that went there yeah 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 i remember okay (laughs) yes you know the multiple times we've had pizza together and you've offered me your sperm yeah yeah okay (laughs) it was it was it was that it was that particular time got it that particular sperm pizza outing yes um no, I was going to ask you because like we had that. I mean, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to broach this because I was very nervous about asking because we have joked over the years so many times. And in fact, I like I've re-signed into Facebook to add a page for this podcast on Facebook. And it's such Ooh. a it's such a wild, wild west <laughs> now. Like I have no yeah. idea how to navigate it. It is just a different world. But it's it's I, wild. Some people are still really into Facebook. Like I have some yeah. friends that are, are posting like 14, 15 times a day. They're younger than me. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. it's, it's not, it, it, it's not like your old aunt or anything that's doing it. Um, yeah. Some people are just, that's, that's, that's their 
social media thing and and then the rest of us have other ones now it's and some so, of us have moved on from Facebook. It's so cluttered to me. That's my biggest problem with mm-hmm. it. I'm like, I don't know how, where am I supposed to look? I don't get it. Right. Uh, <laughs> but we used to, it used to, we used to like the clutter, I guess. Well, they started, I think I read something where even if the layout of it looks worse, if it gets people to engage with it more, they will choose the worst looking layout. <laughs> Oh, because they'll choose yep, engagement over aesthetics. So, oh yeah, it I is what it is. Fully believe that. Yep. But I was going through tagged photos, and I found one that I had posted in 2015. Wait, I'm going to read <laughs> it to you because it's really funny. And I was like, True. "Well, you knew what you were doing this whole time, Meredith. Jesus Christ." Um. Michael is the peanut butter to my jelly. He's taught me patience, irreverence, and the importance of knowing where the nearest Taco Bell slash Pizza Hut is. Here's to over a dozen years of friendships, terrible hair decisions, running over trash cans, sleeping in, food poisoning at, working for Ikea, computer-generated mock-ups of what our baby would look like, interpretive dance, pillow barriers, being each other's plus ones, and avoiding becoming plus sized. Well, (laughs) (laughs) happy birthday to the man who will will inevitably be the father to my late in life modern family child. (laughs) Yes. Yep. So there it is. It's just that's that's why I'm I'm surprised to hear you say that you were like nervous to bring up the subject because I just I, I thought this was just always I I thought this was just always something that that you wanted to do and like and, and, and like, a, eventually you were going to just be like, all right, you know what? It's time. <laughs> I know. Well, gonna- it, but it when it becomes real, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it, when it goes from being a joke to like, yeah, no, actually, here's a cup. Uh, it just, <laughs> right. I, I mean, I think that's my own sort of nerves about just making big life decisions that i was like "Ah." and i was also very um emotions were running high because it was like the one year anniversary of my dad passing and everything so um yeah i was just really nervous about actually asking and so i was like yeah i think i want to do this i think i want to have a baby on my own and you were like okay well i'll donate yeah and i was like oh great (laughs) okay cool (laughs) so like were you surprised that i finally like gave into it (laughs) yeah i i I was i was a little bit because because i will say like i told you a a few minutes ago i'm about halfway through this week's episode which i guess by the time this comes it'll be last week where you're talking to your mom and i just always assumed that if it wasn't if if it wasn't going to be a baby that was had with your husband in marriage that it wasn't really going to happen. And so when you were finally like, I'm going to do this, whether I have that storybook situation or not. Yeah. I was surprised when, when you said that and I'm like, okay, she's, she's actually ready to do that. And that's also how I knew that you had really changed from Mm. when we were younger, which is, which is great. It's a, it's a good thing. We're supposed to change. We're not supposed (laughs) to be the same people that we were, you know, when we were 19 and we met. So yeah, that's, that, that was the point that I realized that like, Oh, okay. She is not the person that I met 
when I was 19 that had these very traditional ideas in her head of mm. a family and marriage and husband and, and all that. And she's, and yeah, and she's actually ready to, to take it to the next level. And, and I'll say even at that conversation, it what probably wasn't as big of a deal to me as it was to no. you because <laughs> I, be, because it still, it cause it still just wasn't real for me. I was like, you know, I was like, okay, before I get too emotionally invested in this, let me like actually see what kind of follow-up Meredith's going to have about this, <laughs> right. you know, and, and it took a while, but eventually, yeah, it was, it, it eventually it was real. Yeah. Well, cause I, I had a move in phases. Sometimes I just, yeah. sometimes I move so quickly through something where I'm like, yep, this is what I want. I'm going to go for it. Boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. And then other times it's like, no, no, I'm like, people tell me like move quicker do like are you going to actually do this or not and it's like i'm yeah give me time i know what i'm doing i'm like making and i had to get over some mental hurdles and it's funny because i don't think that i don't think i was as ever as committed to that conventional situation that you think that i was and i mm-hmm. i but i but i but i I think that we both kind of have encountered this a lot over the past couple of years in whatever way, shape or form that we came to this notion, but that is this something that I actually want or is this something that I hear that I'm supposed to want? Mm. And so I say that I want it, but I don't actually take the time to think about whether or not I actually want it. And I've had a couple of those moments come up in the past year or so Mm -hmm. where I've realized, oh, wait, no, I... I never actually liked that thing or I've always yeah. really liked this thing. And it's, this is just, it's manifesting in this way now. Right. And those are nice realizations to have. Yeah. And so let me say this. So, so obviously I think you and I have talked about when I have revealed our plan to people of a certain age, obviously it's <laughs> very, very jarring yeah. uh, to, to them, even, even to ones that I thought would be like totally on board and totally supportive. Um, but one of the things I also wanted to mention is just certain things that I've heard from people our own age or even younger. Mm. And that is this taboo about you are talking about having a baby and you're not even pregnant yet. Oh, yeah. And you're talking about all of this before anything's actually happening. And And I did have a friend say to me the other day, what's the point of this podcast? Like, why why is she talking about all this? when it hasn't even happened yet, she hasn't even gotten pregnant yet. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize like, it is still so taboo in our society to, well, you know, even after you get pregnant, you're not supposed to announce it until what is it like three weeks or a month? Well, not supposed to according to who? Uh, Like who's uh, making that rule? (laughs) Yeah. I, I I think it was just based on like the likelihood that, 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 you know, the pregnancy is It's a first trimester thing. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people won't reveal it until they know for sure that um, that the pregnancy is going to happen. And so it becomes this societal taboo to, to talk about things, to talk about having a kid before you even have a kid. And- yeah. Well, well, and I've come up upon that myself because I mm-hmm. my original intention was to start recording and then, but but kind of try to do it in an evergreen way 
where I didn't mention like the season or the month or whatever mm-hmm. and just record. And then when I hit my first trimester to start releasing those podcasts, so basically, basically I'd be like three months ahead mm-hmm. and I would know it was like, okay to do it. And then the, the more I started like preparing the podcast and getting it ready, I was like, no, I want to, I want to talk about it right now. Like yes. this, I want to talk about it now. Yeah. And uh, I have had to deal with my own, I don't know, inner demons in that for these big life events, I like to make the choice and go and do it and not talk to anybody and not tell anybody about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my plan for myself in having kids with a partner, because that is the traditional way to do it, is that I, I've always said I want to get married so quickly that people think I'm pregnant and uh, have a baby so suddenly that they never knew I was pregnant. Like I wouldn't want to, there was a part of me that didn't want to tell anybody anything Mm -hmm. and just have my own personal vulnerable moments to myself. And so I have had a reckon a little bit with, Oh wait, I'm putting this podcast out and I don't (laughs) know what's going to happen. I don't know how hard getting pregnant will be. Am I going to run out of content or people to talk to or things to talk about? Am I going to be crying (laughs) on this podcast in a couple of months because it's not happening? Yeah. Or is it going to happen really quickly and I don't even have to worry about it? You can't worry about things until you have to worry about things. And if I have to go on hiatus, I go on hiatus. Fucking whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. You, you have to think about like, what if what if we're six months into this podcast and I'm and I'm still not and I'm still not pregnant. But I think that's that's the whole point. And that's yeah. what you're that's what this podcast is offering here that doesn't exist out there. And it's like, we're going to start talking about this from the very, very, very beginning before yeah. there's even a pregnancy. And if that seems idiotic to someone you know, or, or if that seems like, you know, why would you talk about a pregnancy that you haven't had yet? Then it, it, you know, the only thing I have to say to that is because that these conversations don't happen and they should happen, you know, if you can help it. Uh, A lot of people, you know, wake up one day, find that they're pregnant and then all of a sudden they have to start thinking about all this stuff. But but also, but also in, because I don't have a partner and I mean, you are a Mm -hmm. partner in this and my mom is a partner in this and that she's going to be around to help Mm co-parent. And I mean, I don't, I don't have one person that I have a, an intimate relationship with that we can like gently plan together and mm-hmm. talk about with soft voices and, <laughs> and giggle over baby registries together. Like I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to giggle with you about baby registries, I, <laughs> but you know, like the, uh, this is just, a, I'm just, planning it in a different way and here's a question i have for you this person this friend of yours that said what's the point of this podcast yeah male or female male (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah there you go well there you go yeah um well i hope that they start listening and start loving it against (laughs) their own will and intention and right they're the number one fan of the podcast i don't know (laughs) yeah 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 and maybe they can be won over and i i I did i did take some some time i obviously 
like this is all very um that uh responding to that with any type of like exasperation would not have been the correct way i just very calmly you know explained this is this is why you know mm-hmm. and and if you know of resources out there podcasts out there where people start talking about this before you even get pregnant or before you even start trying to get pregnant then let me know because i don't <laughs> think that's out there it's i mean <laughs> i just knew that what i was looking for i couldn't find and i just yeah. wanted to make the thing that i was looking for you know exactly. and and that's always that's been my intention to working in the entertainment industry, there were so many things I had to learn. And anytime I was able to talk to an intern or a student or an assistant and say, Oh my God, nobody ever told me this. I'm going to tell you this so that you don't go through the heartbreak and frustration that I did. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, you know, it's paying it forward in any way you can. So that's my, that's my intention. Um, Are you excited about this? Yeah. There's uh, different stages of of excitement. Um, so obviously, it was like when we first started doing this, um, I was I was excited about it, um, and then now it's just very like, oh yeah, this is this is what we're doing. This is day to day life, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but as as you know, I'm also like upending my life right now. Um, <laughs> so I so it's the perfect time to make another life right. Choice, so you know? I'm I'm super distracted and haven't um had time to emotionally devote to thinking about this all the way. I'm excited about the fact that you're going to be closer yes. to me. Halfway. I mean, yeah. I'm moving halfway to you. You're close, <laughs> yeah. And in 10 more years, you'll move another halfway. Yes. And eventually when we're 80, you'll live next door. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to an easier flight and mm-hmm. I mean, you know me and I was talking about this at lunch with my colleagues, uh, when we were talking about South of the border and then we talked about, um, traveling and stuff. And I was with people who were like, oh, I love to go hiking. I like to go through the mountains and stuff. And I'm just like, what? No. And the I gardens. Like to- <laughs> I love a place with a botanical garden, but botanical now listen. Gardens, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For context, Michael and I watched. Uh, uh, it was the first, oh, God. Se- like the first season, Project, of Project Runway. Runway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and there was the woman from South Africa, was it? Mm-hmm. Yes, and she was inspired by the botanical gardens, and we've like. <laughs> Never not been able to say that. <laughs> and and it's something that we find funny that no one else probably understands no, why that's no. so funny to us. But, it just, <laughs> yeah. um, but I was talking about how I my travel style is much more like uh, town and city focused and that like I don't see I don't want to like hike up through like the glory of nature. Like I love I I love a drive through nature. Mm-hmm. And I like a walk. It's fine. I like mm-hmm. I like getting out into the wilderness sometimes. Mm-hmm. But generally I'm more a museum like yep. little town shopping mm-hmm. market excursion sort of a person. And so you moving to a little city makes yes. me very excited to visit. Yeah. 
I'm I'm moving somewhere that has both. Yeah. Like there's and- there's this there's the city for city people that want to come visit me, and then there's the the wilderness is twenty minute drive away for all the people that are more into I that like sort that. Of See, I yep. like a twenty minute drive away. And yes. my wilderness mm-hmm. is more like coastline and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which you're you're not gonna have, but no. like that's just my wilderness speed typically. Yes. Gotcha. Um so Fairbanks is not as much my jam. And I tried, <laughs> honest honest to God, I tried. I tried. And yeah. I love that I love that you loved it. I yes. love I love that you still love it. Mm-hmm. I do. So, but I am excited about like traveling with a little youngster to like a cute little place with like a very sweet little river. Ooh, sure, we can we can push the stroller to the Red Robin. <laughs> Think about. <laughs> There's a Red Robin nearby, mm-hmm. and it is within stroller pushing distance. So yes. that's going to be great. And then you know we do love to travel to the world of Coke and other uh, global destinations. The only place. That we've been to outside of the states is Canada, though, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's probably the only international place that you and I have been. Um, that well, I can we need of. to change yeah. that. Yeah, we need for sure. To change that. Um, and I think that you and I have the same values in terms of you know I I'm going to be doing most of the parenting here, but I think that you and I have the same values in terms of worldliness and getting to know getting to learn as much about the globe as as you possibly can mm-hmm. and i want that's what i want to do is i just want to take a kid around the world like i'm really excited about that yes just thinking about the world <laughs> um what does family mean to you oh gosh it means a lot of different things um family is especially as as someone who's you know part of the lgbt community we always talk about like there's there's your blood family and then there's your chosen family i've been very blessed to have a great family on both sides um Uh so uh your (laughs) blood family is the family that for better or for worse you know you're stuck with them in in a certain way, uh, they definitely love them or hate them. They have shaped you. They have made you yeah. who you are. If you're lucky, you are still close to many of them. But also, uh, you and I have talked about this before, um, just because you're blood related to someone, um, if they are not a helpful presence in your life, it is perfectly acceptable to take a break from them or to cut them out completely. Um, it, you know, uh, we, we should never get stuck into this situation where we feel like just because of the genetic lottery that you were <laughs> born blood related to someone, uh, that, that, that person, um, has to be in your life. If, 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 if they're no longer contributing to it positively, uh, then there's, then there's your chosen family. And that's sort of where you come in, where your mom comes in, mm-hmm. where um, so many of my friends up here in Alaska come in. And these are people that provide to you the same support that family does and sometimes even more and better support than your blood family does. And these are the people that you get so much closer to them than just friends that it seems weird to say, your friends anymore 
And it also seems weird to say best friend because I've, I've always had like multiple, I know you have multiple, you know what I mean? Like, um, and, and I also think it's too much pressure to put on, to, to put on one specific person that you call your best friend. Although I know some, some, some people only have the emotional capacity to have one, to to have one really good friend. You know what I mean? They, they, they keep their circles small and I, I, I understand that and I respect that. But, but yeah, when, when we start talking about chosen family, we talk about people that are, that are there for you. And a lot of times you've told them more than you would ever tell your actual blood family. And they have been through more things with you that your um, family that you're related to may not even know about. And so I don't consider those people any less family (laughs) than Mm -hmm. people that are related to me by blood. If, if anything, again, (laughs) these people probably know me better than my own family actually does. Mm -hmm. Well, because they're, I feel like my family, you know, I, I, for a long time, I was like, I'm an ally, I'm an ally. And I'm like, wait, no, I'm the, I'm the B in LGBT. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that when you are a queer person, that it is kind of I mean, this is a queer family. What we are going to create is a queer family. So if this kid comes out, any one of the letters in that alphabet, (laughs) (laughs) um, who knows how they'll feel. But in the kind of society that has been constructed, um, chosen family becomes so important to us. Yes. And and, and and I think you only need to look at your own nephew, Mars, to be like, you know, I'm I'm his uncle. I'm Uncle Mikey, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, my niece and nephew both have a brother who has no uh, blood relation to me. Um, he's he's their uh, he, he's their half brother. Um, but I'm Uncle Mikey to him. You know, kids just know the family unit that you put around them. Mm-hmm. And and they don't ask questions and they don't ask all these questions about how exactly you're, you're blood related. All of that stuff comes much later. Yeah. Even think about your mom, that one lady, she was grandma, you know, later on she found it out. It was step grandma. She yeah. didn't know any better when she was young. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know what's right or wrong until somebody says this is right and this is wrong. And then <laughs> like, what, what makes them get to decide that that's right or wrong? Nobody mm-hmm. has the power to do that. So yeah, fuck that shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to, to just like, like I said in the first episode, I think it was, I, when I talked to my therapist and she was like, stop thinking about things. What do you feel? I was like, oh, yeah, that's different. Huh. Okay. <laughs> so yep. that was nice. Anyway, well, yay. Uh, we'll talk in a future episode about the results of the swimming test you took. Okay. For lack of a, for lack of a better term, but... Uh, at this point, we'll just we'll leave it here. And thank you for joining. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for letting me have your sperm. <laughs> well, the, well, yeah, I guess I did give it to you at one point, huh? Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, well, I I only gave it to like some lab in Southern California, but sure, yeah, no. 
Um, no, there's that whole time I flew to you and you gave right. it to me. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember. Gosh, how much, how much easier this would be if we could just. If I just got knocked up. Yeah. The Backup Plan is created, produced, and hosted by me, Meredith Kate. Julian Hagens is my co-producer. You can find us on social media at Backup Plan Pod. The best place to get updates is to sign up for our newsletter at BackupPlanPod.com, where we also post all episodes, show notes, and transcripts. Thank you for listening.